welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of 52 Lord's Days. And we have finally arrived at our last episode. This is episode number 52, the last episode of this season of the Preacher's Devo podcast. If you have been listening to our podcast, I want to thank you for following it and for faithfully learning the Word of God with me. If you have not yet acquired the Heidelberg Catechism or a copy of it, I do recommend the 450th anniversary edition for it has a super helpful appendix. On there, you will find a summary of the law of God. You will find the Apostles' Creed, the sacraments, the law of God, the Lord's Prayer, and also a list of the books of the Bible. These may come in handy for memorization and for furthering your studies of the Word of God. As you know, if you've been following the previous podcasts, we are still in the Lord's Prayer, and today we will talk about the last petition, the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer, which is, Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The Lord's Prayer goes as follows. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, can God lead us into temptation? Sure, God can allow us to be tempted. But again, our prayer must be to resist it, to resist a temptation in the one who tempts us. That is the evil one, the enemy, the devil. In the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 4, Jesus was tempted by the devil, but he withstood it by the grace of God with the Word of God. Now, let me dive into what the Heidelberg Catechism offers us. It says this, And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. That is, since we are so weak in ourselves that we cannot stand a moment, and besides, our deadly enemies, the devil, the world, and our own flesh, assail us without ceasing. Be pleased to preserve and strengthen us by the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may make a firm stand against them and not be overcome in the spiritual warfare until finally complete victory is ours. Notice here an acknowledgement of our enemies, our deadly enemies. That is the devil, the world, and the flesh. All these work hard to take us away from God so that we will fall into temptation and be delivered to the evil one. The remedy is that we are strengthened by the power of God's Holy Spirit, as the Heidelberg Catechism puts it. It is God's Holy Spirit that allows us to firmly stand against them, them meaning the enemy, the devil, the world, and our flesh. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can overcome the spiritual forces of darkness and everything that comes against us so that we will fall into temptation and sin. Now, there will be a day when we will have complete victory, but that day has not yet come. That's why you and I need to continue to fight towards godliness. 1 Peter 5, 8-9 says, Be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, 
seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood and the world. Again, here a reminder that we are fighting against the enemy. Ephesians 6 also reminds us of that, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's why we must take on the full armor of God to withstand the evil one and all that stands against us. As to our flesh, we know that we battle against it, as Paul says in Romans chapter 7. That he does not do the things that he wants to do, but the things that he does not want to do, he does them. In other words, his flesh compels him to do things that are not of God. Galatians 5.17 says, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. In other words, though we may wish to do godly things, we often at times do not because of our flesh. But Jesus gives us some very powerful words in Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. He says, Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Earlier in Matthew chapter 13, he also encourages us to take heed to watch and to pray. Why should we resist temptation? Because God blesses the blameless, the righteous. And that is what we must seek to be, to be righteous, to be blameless. When Paul encouraged the church at Thessalonica, he says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. The goal of our faith, again, folks, is that we are blameless before our blameless God. Now the Lord's Prayer ends with this way, For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Now why would it end that way? The Heidelberg Catechism offers this explanation. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. That is, all this we ask of you, because as our King, having power over all things, you are willing and able to give us all good, and that thereby not we, but your holy name be glorified forever. Again, God as our King has the power to do all things. He has the power to give us our daily bread, to help us forgive the debts of our debtors, and to also deliver us from temptation. His kingdom is everlasting. It is powerful, and it is glorious. And as citizens of such, we can rely on His goodness to carry us through this life. 2 Peter 2.9 says, Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. As to goodness, God promises that whatever we ask in His name, He will do, so that the Father is glorified in the Son. Again, the end of our prayer, the goal of our prayer in our lives, the goal of our lives is that we glorify God. As the Heidelberg Catechism pointed out, and thereby that not we, but that your holy name, that is God's name, may be glorified forever. Going back to the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, it says, Your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Notice that sandwiched between the beginning of the Lord's Prayer and the end is the theme of the kingdom of God. We must do all things in accordance with the desire that God has for the citizens of his kingdom. 
the citizens of the kingdom of God, do his will and seek to do his will. That's why at the end of this prayer, Jesus uses the word amen, which means faithful, or it means truly or surely. When we end our prayers with amen, we acknowledge that he will remain faithful, even though we are oftentimes faithless. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. And finally, the assurance of prayer to us, and the assurance that we have from God, is that he is near those who call him. Psalm 145 verses 18 through 19 says, The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. And now we end Lord's Day number 52, our last episode of this season of the Preacher's Evil podcast with a prayer from Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 through 21. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Again, folks, thank you so much for walking through the Heidelberg Catechism with me. And I hope that you have grown and will continue to grow in your faith and walk with Christ as you mature more and more into Christ's likeness. I do want to let you know that season number two will soon be posted. Be on the lookout for it. And thank you so much again for joining our podcast and our time together in the Word of God. Well, folks, that's it for this episode and for season number one of the Preacher's Devo podcast. We hope that you will join our next season as it will soon be posted. God bless you, and God bless all of those whom are dear to you. See you soon.